Do you ever have, do you ever, do you ever have trouble keeping all the sequences straight in your head? Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome back, listener, to episode six of the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore, and I'm super excited this week. And the reason I'm super excited this week is because I have on as a guest this week someone I look up to quite a bit in the internet marketing space, and that is Mr. Andre Chaperone. If you start a discussion with anyone about email marketers and who's the best email marketers or who the famous email marketers are, Certainly on that short list will be Andre's name. He has been killing it with email marketing for a number of years now and is such a fantastic storyteller. I actually look forward to reading his emails. Also, he produced one of the seminal products in email marketing. If you want to learn how to do email marketing really, really well, almost everyone will tell you that you need to go out and get autoresponder madness, which is Andre's uh, course that teaches you specifically his techniques to do successful email marketing. And uh, I've taken it. I highly recommend it. I think it's a great product. But what really piqued my interest for this uh, episode was the fact that Andre's just relaunched uh, his revamped Autoresponder Madness course uh, late last year. And he is running his whole platform off Active Campaign. So I wanted to get Andre on the podcast to share his secrets for successful email marketing and chat a little bit about why he chose Active Campaign as his platform going forward. But before we get into the interview, we're going to go into the shameless social proof section of the show where I read out some reviews that have been left on iTunes. We're going to go to the U.S. iTunes store this time and read a couple of the U.S. reviews. Uh, we've got one from uh, Anna Tender who says, Great podcast, five stars. Love this podcast from the first episode. Keep going, Barry. Uh, another one from Ellaville, great advice, five stars. I just started using Active Campaign in my business, so this is perfect timing. I can't wait for more. Keep them coming. Uh, and one last one here from Cole260 in the U.S., awesome interviews, five stars. I just listened to the interview with Dan Norris, which is episode three. Uh, good stuff. I'd like to hear more about how other online marketers are using marketing automation. Well, Cole260 and all the other reviewers, thank you very much for your reviews. And Cole260, this is the episode for you. We've got one of the most well-known online marketers out there, Andre Chaperone, uh, to guide us through how to do marketing automation well and why he's using Active Campaign. So let's get into that interview now. It's my great pleasure to welcome Andre Chaperone to the show. Andre, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Excited. Uh, I've been going through your autoresponder madness course recently, actually. So I've been <laughs> I've been dying to talk to you about uh, about a lot of things. So anyone who is familiar with copywriting, the there's one or two names that always pop up, and and yours is certainly on that short list. And and the seminal product autoresponder madness is certainly one that people talk about all the time, all the time. So. Um, Maybe we could go back. Um, I know you used to, you know, you, like so many people, had a full-time job and decided that that really wasn't doing it for you and you uh, you didn't want to work for anybody else and you decided to uh, or were prompted to go out on your own and then got into the internet marketing kind of side of things. 
Um, at what point did you kind of have that aha moment that, you know, storytelling was really kind of your thing and that was really what was working in your business? The, the honest answer is um, I don't remember the exact timeline, um, but it was way back when. So back in 2003 is when I started. I was kind of thrown, thrown into the deep end. Um, so I had to figure out, figure the stuff out really quickly. And um, there weren't many mentors back in those days. There certainly weren't many courses uh, and training courses and coaching courses. And, you know, it was pretty much the, the Wild West back then. So... Um, yeah, I just tried all sorts of things. Um, um, everything you can, you name it, I tried it. And because I am an introvert, um, I'm sure I don't like talking like, like we are now. <laughs> um, I certainly, I certainly don't do video. I don't do audio. I, I, I very rarely do, do podcasts, but so that's just the way I'm wired, I guess. So for me, when I started to play with email, it just seemed like the perfect, it was like a match made in heaven, whereas I could, I could just be my normal reclusive self, type an email and communicate with an entire audience. So it was basically a, a match made in heaven for me. <laughs> That's kind of how I ended up sticking to it. Um, and I assumed you, you tried a number of different angles before you kind of hit something that worked. Is that right? Um, yeah, I, I was doing everything. I was doing all sorts of things. And as you know, um, list building is, is something core that every single person should be doing, every, every marketer. So it's kind of, it's a common thing to almost every business model out there. I mean, everybody should be building a list no matter what their business model looks like. So, you know, um, I got into email very, very, very early on. It was, I think I was, I was only a few months into my, my little journey. I've been thrown thrown into the deep end, and I started using email. Um, in fact, I've had my my one Aweber account since two thousand and four, <laughs> so it's it's been a while. And again, it, it was just one of those things. I, I started to do it. I mean, I was I was terrible at it, but I just could see the 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 power of it. That you know, and also it just it just seemed to resonate with me. Like, like I said, I'm an introvert and, you know, just writing an email and clicking send and communicating with a bunch of people was perfect for me. So I gravitated towards that and focused on that. Well, yay for the introverts. I consider myself one as well. So <laughs> all the best, all the <laughs> okay. best people are, yeah. all the best people are introverts. Um, off, off. so what kind of, when, when did it kind of click that the storytelling was working better than some of the other things? Was there any particular campaign that you, you know, you said, oh, I'll just try some storytelling in this one and like, hey, presto, that started working well? Or was it like a considered choice or did you kind of stumble upon it? Um, I just kind of started off telling stories. And again, I didn't know what I was doing. So, and like I said, there weren't many mentors and things back in courses back then. There certainly weren't any email marketing courses back then. Yeah. So um, it was just a matter of watching what everybody else is doing and then doing the opposite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fair enough. So I basically just just told my I was just telling my my stories about what I was doing and it kind of just felt right and it seemed to work well because people were connecting with what I was saying. So and were you always, were you always a good storyteller? Like as a kid or 
you know. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Um, in fact, the one thing that I shouldn't be doing at all um, based on my previous experience um, is writing anything. Um, it was my my worst subject by far at school was was English was written English. Um, I'm dyslexic, so I can't spell either. So it's just um, I'm not rigged to to write anything. So it's the strangest thing in the world where I've actually turned out to be a writer, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that story. I think that's great. So did you? How did you go about teaching yourself storytelling? Were there were there you know, books or guides, or was it just trial and error that you kind of stumbled upon the the? the yeah, it was. It was just trial and error. I mean, um, it's one of those things that the more the more you write, the better you get at it. So, just the the simple act of me writing more emails, I uh, I got better at writing, um, if that makes sense. But I certainly wasn't wasn't trained in 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 creating proper you know crafting proper stories um, that that only came later, but you can do lots of things wrong, <laughs> and and still do well. So um, consistency wins. Um, so you know just you just got to be consistent. So I was just sending out emails, um, and and again um, early on I figured out that I didn't want to be a person that needed to do something every single. You know, um, basically, I wanted to to use leverage. So um, the way that I utilized leverage was uh, I really focused on creating follow up sequences. You know, for me, I could write I could write one email and stick it into the system, and I know that that email would be used over and over and over and over again to to you know do its job. So essentially, me writing emails, I was I was creating assets. And I know lots of people, um, in fact, a very good friend of mine, um, his whole business model is is daily broadcasts. So for him, it's writing an email once and sending it out and then it's gone. It's, it's done its job, never to be used again uh, for the most part. So I've kind of, I took, I took the, the other road <laughs> of automation and, and creating these, these follow-up sequences. And, and that's kind of how the whole thing started to to figure you know how I started to figure the whole thing out creating these 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 story based sequences um it's just kind of you know I was writing story type emails and then I was I was focusing on creating follow up sequences so that whole automation thing started to make sense and then I started to, to write emails across multiple across multiple well stories across multiple emails and that seemed that seemed to work really well it's only it's only a lot later that uh, um, the penny started to drop in certain aspects of what I was doing. And then I started to get better and focus on understanding how to write stories better. And do you think um, that do you think that storytelling aspect is something that anyone can learn or do you think you're so good at it because it, you know, it particularly resonates with something inside of you? I'm definitely not good at it in the sense that <laughs> I have, have some Everyone special ability that... <laughs> but that that's just consistency so it's just about you know i've um at the moment well um the last year or so i've had a story coach so that's only something i've done now um so now i'm getting a lot better at understanding the storytelling and and he says um that you know pretty much anybody can learn to to tell stories so um Okay. Again, you, you you just need to you just need to uh, do it, and um, 
and read ideally um i read lot, lots of fiction um i'm a very slow reader so so it takes me a while but um i read fiction every single day okay cool and what's what's some of your favorite fiction um lee child um so his jack reacher series are by far my my favorite and it's it's actually influenced my my writing style more than anything else um so if there was a secret weapon that would be it read read the jack reacher stuff um his writing style is just it's just resonated with me straight away it's very short punchy sentences and i think by default people tend to tend to write longer sentences and they don't they don't come across um very punchy you know um so and it's not conversational either you wouldn't sit there and in no. rattle off a you know seven sentence paragraph to somebody if you're just chatting over coffee or something Right, exactly, but 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 people seem to write their way. Yeah. Um, so for those maybe for those folks who aren't familiar, could you just kind of give us the basis of of your soap opera soap opera sequence? Um, yeah, it's 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 simple enough. Um, there's two components. The, the one component is the structure. It's 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 how the physical thing is is actually mapped out. Um, so like I said already, it's all based on follow up sequences. So. Um, you know, so we, we emails go out sequentially, you, you put them in the system and they go out with a pre, predefined gap in between each one. Um, then you can get, you can go one level deeper and you can, you can say to yourself, okay, um, someone's going, going through these emails and, you know, everyone's different and everyone has, everybody has different needs and, um, so you can create context with your emails, you know, with your story sequence. And based on that context, different people can take different actions, right? Because certain things are going to resonate with certain people. Um, so understanding that is then I started to implement these behavioral um, sequences. So basically, if somebody takes an action and clicks on a link, so whatever that might be, depending on the market, um, they click on a link because it makes sense to them or they want to know more about a certain thing. And then what I do is that launches another set proper sequence and sends them down another little path. Um, so the tools nowadays are, are a lot more slick than they used to be. Um, it used to be a bit of a, a mission to set the whole thing up. It wasn't, it wasn't a simple process moving people between lists. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more now. It's a lot more elegant now where they could just click a link, whereas before they had to actually opt in again. And have you found like an optimal length for your main soap opera sequence or does it really depend on the subject matter or the customer avatar that you're talking to? Um, as a rule of thumb, it just you just keep adding adding on to it so it doesn't end. Um, so, yeah, um, it can be just just keep writing. I mean, initially it'll be like a week long. You write seven seven emails worth of stuff, and then you just create a process where every single week you would just keep adding, you know, writing more emails and adding them to that sequence. And then over time it'll get longer. It'll get, you know, it'll be 30 days long or a month long and then 45 days, 90 days, and you just keep going. Um have you looked at the metrics to see if there's any kind of drop off the longer it gets or are you are you such a good storyteller that you're keeping people hooked for 45 days 
Um, well, I know people go all the way through them and they click all the way through them. So, um, wow. yeah, so I just, I just keep, keep adding to it. Um, and obviously, um, there's, there's other, there's other little offshoots. So, um, as people are doing things and clicking on certain things, it's launching other emails. So they're always engaged. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, marketers and, and and anybody interested in in a certain topic are is, are going to read stuff and click on click on links because they want to discover more. Yeah. And when you start to to use little cool things like open loops and cliffhangers, it keeps people it keeps people keeps them reading. Yeah, I love your open loop writing style. I just read the emails just for the sake of reading them, just because there's, <laughs> they're so good to read. Um, any 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 kind of standard length for those sub series? Are you, are they quite long or quite short, or just designed uh, designed designed to do a specific thing? Or yeah, typically there'll be two emails or three emails. Um, they're never that long. Um, it just sends people down um, that little path, and it goes a bit deeper. Sometimes you can have a little um, promotion. Um, linked to something so if they've shown interest in a certain topic or a certain product it can then launch a little uh, evergreen launch sequence that then um, provides some preeminent content and then goes into a little launch so you know that can be be a few emails long and then once once that's done you can do the same thing again you know somebody goes from being a prospect to a customer so now they now they get moved to the to the customer sequence and that thing plays out um you want people to consume the product so it, it starts off with a consumption sequence and then just yeah it just moves people moves people along a path do you ever have do you ever, do you ever have trouble keeping all the sequences straight in your head um yeah sometimes <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> um, yeah, um, things like um, services like Aweber don't make it very, very easy. You know, you have all these different lists, and there's no easy way to see how they link together. Whereas, at least, at least with with products like Active Campaign, um, it's a lot more. You know, visually, you can see how things work together. Yeah. So, and I, I, you've been at this for a while, and you've probably used heaps and heaps of different tools to try and find the best one. So. Can you talk us through some of the ones you've tried and, and what you're using now? Um, so I've been using Aweber for, like I said, since 2004, um, and I have a love-hate relationship with it. Um, they don't seem to have progressed that tool very much in in the 10-plus years that I've been using it for. So, um, yeah, it's, it's solid. It, it does what it says in the tin, but when you want to start to do things like I do, um, it becomes a bit more challenging. Um, also they, they can't each lead each, each single lead as a, as a new, like, well, um, you know, cause they, they charge you uh, per lead. So because it's not a proper CRM, um, if you have 100, if you have 100 lists, I hope this is not going to be too technical for your audience, but if you have a hundred lists and one person is on all 100 lists, they essentially um, charge you for 100 people. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. They get counted a hundred different times. Yeah. So although, although your list may be, let's say 2000 unique people, if you're doing lots of list segmenting, that could easily be 
10,000 people essentially, which they then charge you for. So um, that's that's not that cool. So um, systems like Infusionsoft, Entreport, ActiveCampaign, I think are a lot more elegant the way that they, they count everybody as a single person and then you can just use tags to to segment them. So yeah, yeah so a few months ago I started using ActiveCampaign and, and I love it, I kind of fell in love with it straight away. So a friend yeah. of mine su- suggested I try it and it, it was like perfect straight away. So I'm in the process of moving people across now. Yeah, well, I, I certainly agree with you there. I'm loving the tool, and I keep finding more and more stuff inside of it that's <laughs> that's really cool. Um, have you have you had a chance to get under the hood and look at any features? Anything you really stands out that is something you like, other than obviously the tagging? Yeah, the way that the automation works, I think, is very sexy. I, I love that, and then it's also got um, I, f- I forget what it's called now. I don't have it open in front of me, but um, they'll they'll actually pull in data points. So as soon as somebody subscribes, you can then select in your billing area um, all the different data points that you want them to attach right. to a certain person, and they'll, they'll they'll try their best to to pull those those data points in. So they, and that's all. That ERGAA yeah, that, data is that what you're talking about? That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I've got a whole bunch that are that I, I pull in just just because I um, want to test to see how it works, but it's, it's really nice. So, you know, at any point in time, you can say send an email out to people in Australia or, or people in Sydney um, that are into golf. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's very, very cool, bordering on slightly creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, yeah. Much, how much stuff they can find out. Um, yeah, very And cool. then the... It's got scoring, which is um, I'm busy uh, I'm busy playing with at the moment, where you can where you can score things, which is a which is amazing. So, if somebody purchases a product, if they click a link, you can score them differently, and if their score goes to, um, above a certain uh, threshold, you can it can then trigger another automation sequence, which then can do something else. Um, so you can you can really go a bit crazy with 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 how you implement these automation sequences. Um, It's just insane. That cool thing about the lead scoring too is you can actually use that in a negative way as well. So like if someone doesn't open an email in three months or whatever, you can subtract points from his lead score or from their lead score Mm. as well. And then potentially you can see, you know, find those people who aren't being engaged with or aren't engaging with your message anymore and try some sort of re-engagement sequence with them or something. Yeah, lots of really cool stuff to dig around and play with in there. Yeah, there's also some nice ways to self-optimize your list, um, your, your your entire list that if people aren't aren't you know haven't clicked on anything for a period of um, you know X months, you can then trigger another automated sequence that says, listen, if you don't if you don't start if you, if you don't click this link or don't do something or read my stuff, um, I'm going to remove you from the list. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've seen that as I've seen that as a technique where where people have just said exactly that, send an email and go, "Hey, look, you haven't opened anything for six months. If you don't open something soon, we're going to remove you." And people actually re-engage. It's pretty interesting behave customer behavior. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you don't have a whole lot of time today, Andre, and I really appreciate you spending some time with us today and talking us through um, through your sequences in uh, a little bit about how you're using Active Campaign. So. Uh, if anybody wants to find out more about, I know you've got a couple of different businesses, but why don't you tell uh, tell the listeners where they can find out more stuff about Andre? 
Um, yeah, just go to Google and type in Andre <laughs> Chaperon. <laughs> That's probably the easiest way. Uh, Chaperon with a C. Um, yeah. Everybody spells it with an S. Um, otherwise, um, if they go to Autosponder Madness, it's a big sales page. Yeah. So it, um, one thing they can do is scroll, scroll all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> I'm strange like this, um, whereas everybody talks about sticking uh, opt-in pages above the fold. Um, for my one, you've got to scroll to the bottom of an 8,000-word sales letter, and there's an opportunity to opt-in. Um, that's really for people that aren't ready to, to purchase Aurus Wonder Madness. Um, and basically, it puts them into a little um, sequence that basically shows them what Aurus Wonder Madness is and, and how it works. So um, I know lots of people add themselves to, to that um, just to see how the, how the whole thing plays out. So there's, there's a sequence that'll go out. It's got all of the stuff that we've spoken about. If they click a link, it'll, it'll launch another sequence. I think there's, there's one of those and the, the, the sequence is currently about a week long, I think. So it's not awfully long, but, um, you'll get an idea of how this whole thing works. Um, and again, there's, there's nothing to buy. You don't have to buy anything. Um, so yeah, I, if I'm you want to get, I'm certainly a big fan of autoresponder madness. I've done it myself. I think it's a great, great course, great teaching tool, great learning tool. Um, and if you want to see how good Andre is at sucking you into a story, you can also go over to affiliatebully.com. <laughs> That's a great, <laughs> it's a great series of about eight, eight steps. Is it eight pages that you just click, click? Yeah. It's you, you just have to click through the next pages. one and see. Yeah. You have to just click through the next one and see what it is. You have to. It's great. Um, a page that uh, they can go look at for for storytelling. Um, again, there's nothing for for sale on this page. It's just it's just a whole bunch of cool information. Uh, Frank versus Matt. So it's uh, Frank F R A N C K F R A N C K Frank, and then V S for versus, and then Matt M A T T dot com. And it's it's just a story about these uh, two characters. Um, and there's tons of links that go all, all over the show. Um, and it's basically just a story. So um, Right. It's just a, uh, yeah. We'll check that out and um, really appreciate your time, Andre, and look forward to getting more of your uh, your stories in the mail every day. Thank you. No worries, Barry. This has been fun. Wow, great interview there with Andre Chaperone. I really appreciate him stopping by. He's uh, widely known as a bit of a an introvert and reckless, so he doesn't do too many interviews. So I. I feel pretty lucky that we got him here on theactivemarketer.com. Now, you can find all the show notes over at theactivemarketer.com forward slash Andre. We'll have links to everything that we talked about during the show. And I'd love to hear what you thought about what Andre had to say. If you want to go over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash Andre, scroll to the bottom and leave us a comment down below in the show notes. I would really, really love to hear what you think about his storytelling and whether you've done autoresponder madness and how you found that. And if you're using storytelling in your business, I'd love to hear about it. So please leave us a comment and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.